Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to our message this Monday. Today, Bishop Dag will continue on the series on how you can go deeper and do more for God. Today's message will help you to discover how repetition is an art and master key to going deeper in the things of God. And Bishop Dag will teach you seven areas where if repetition occurs, will lead you to enrich your relationship with God. Allow today's word to encourage, enlighten and at times rebuke you as you will be helped to go deeper in God through repetition. Enjoy the word. Wow. Father, thank you for showers of blessing that we have received today. What a blessing. We thank you that in all things we are more than conquerors. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated if you have a seat. Just wipe your seat and sit on it and uh, rejoice. Let us rejoice in the coolness which the Lord has granted us today. Amen. Now, everybody should please get settled quickly. All of you who are joining us online and on Healing Jesus Television, you're welcome to this amazing radio. Also radio. Are they on radio as well? Okay. Sweet melodies. Beautiful. You're all welcome. You know, our church is flexible. If you want a more regimented and organized church, I want to recommend to you, we have so many, we have between three and 4,000 churches. So we have so many options. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There are so many options. And wherever you are, because our policy is church at your door, in your language. So, there are so many churches. All right. You know, some years ago, I was uh, very obsessed with um, finishing church on time. Because we were, we were taught by the church growth um, specialists. Not Yongicho, but some other specialists. Yongicho never taught that, really, about the need to um, I don't know what they taught let me not comment on what they taught but I was conscious of the time you know we have to start from 8.30 to 10.30 and then my sermon was about 35 minutes 30 to 35 minutes I was preaching and all that so, and we were having three services you get it now, I was always, when I was preaching, I was always concerned that, you know, important people were 
cannot stay for long. And so now I need to hurry up. And by 10.30, they have to leave. By 8.30, the first service has to finish. And by 12.30, those who are, I mean, look, there is no time. We have so many things to do. You know, and I realized that it, it, disturbed, it disturbed my spiritual life because I didn't feel, uh, well, at least I didn't know that it was a problem till I was in the first love church. And then I realized that I'm feeling freer. So now, you know, honestly, I am not really concerned about um, if, yes, important people, thank God for our important people. We are concerned about them, but not to the extent of spoiling the church. Do you see? So all of you who are important, we really love your importance and you really appreciate your presence. But the truth is that we are going to have a normal church like we will praise, we will have praises, worship, prayer, and everything that we want to do. Uh-huh. And then we've closed. Film stars, dancing stars, everything. All right? And I found out that more important people keep coming to the church. Even though I'm no more trying to spoil the church for them. Do you see? Because you'll be surprised. One time I met a, a, a type of, you know, important person. I think it was a type of millionaire or type of whatever. And he said to me that, you know, I'm happy to just come to church and be normal without being acknowledged, greeted, acknowledged that, you know, you are here. You are there. What fly is this? I've not seen any fly here before. <laughs> you know, I bind you in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I feel that we should all, you know, love God without being too concerned. Those things spoil the beauty of God's power. And Catherine Coleman she used to have six-hour miracle services. Yes. And people used to travel. Benihin used to come on a bus from Toronto. At the time, he was a young man, and a pastor took him along. And they used to take a bus and drive from Toronto, or Toronto, as they say in um, America. And they used to just go and queue outside the church. And I, and I think that, you know, and when Catherine Kuman would come on stage, her first statement would say, who has been waiting for me the longest? That was what she always asked when she came on stage. So, I think that let's all realize that we are serving a very great God. And uh, hurry up, God. Hurry up, God. You know, we, don't, we are busy, you know. We have so much to do. Never. If our president was coming here, all of us would be seated before he comes. No movement when he arrives. And we will wait and wait and wait for whenever he comes. One time he was coming to me and uh, we waited. First was eight, then we came. Later and later and later till whenever. We were, we were okay. 
We were okay, cry. Once he was coming, it was okay. So why would we not want to wait for God? I think we can wait for God. Amen and amen. Pastor Abraham, you are welcome. <laughs> so, um, I believe that God is blessing us mightily and your, your life will never be the same as you have come into his presence. Amen. Now, um, tell, tell your neighbor, are you one of the important people that they are talking about this afternoon? Could it be? <laughs> Just salute the nearest important person. Say, I salute you and uh, as for me, I'm just a normal child of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, today, um, I want to emphasize on something in the Bible about the um, offerings. All right? And I want to, uh, you to know that, you know, the, the, the greatest thing you must desire in your life is a blessing. And the thing you must fear most of all is a curse. And in fact, what I want to tell you is that the more spiritual you are, the more you will value blessings and the more you'll be afraid of doing things that initiate curses. The more spiritual you are. You know, there are some things that are connected to how spiritual you are. For instance, your reaction to sin or weakness is very connected to how spiritual you are. For instance, when Jesus, they brought the woman who was caught in adultery in the very act. In the very act. The, the reaction of all the, the people was, ah, we are going to stone her. But the most spiritual person the holiest, the purest, the one without, without even a spot in his life, waved his hand and said, don't do it again. See you, go, just go home. And that was it. That was the most holy person, Jesus. So, you know, you, you, you see, the, the wicked people Hypocrites who murdered Jesus Christ. They wanted to, st- to kill her first. Before they kill him on Calvary. So you see the different responses. is based on your spirituality. Are you with me? Now, also, you see your response and your fear of blessings. Your, 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 your value for blessings. And your fear of curses is directly proportional to how spiritual you are. So if you see somebody who is doing things that bring a curse, 
blatantly. And the person is one. You may think that the person is spiritual because he may even carry a big title. But it's actually a spiritual baby. A tiny little baby. That's why he's playing with fire. Because it's only little children who will be playing with something that can explode. They don't even know what it is. You're going to kill yourself. Don't you know? It's very dangerous. You know, there are some things I don't do now that I did when I was younger. I mean, some activities. You know, one time my children took me, uh, I took my children to this, uh, these things that go around. They go up and down and hey! And they write on it. You, they have a, a height. If you are shorter than this, you cannot come on. Then they write your blood pressure. If you have a heart, blood pressure problem, heart problem, uh, uh, any risk, don't come on. You know, when I was younger, I look at it, I say, oh, but this is nothing. But until I went on one, <laughs> when I came up, I said, yeah, <laughs> as long as the earth is late, it continues. I will never step on this thing again. <laughs> because I, I was thinking that nothing can happen to you. Nothing can happen. But if you watch documentaries of how some of them broke off, this fell down, the people came out of it, they slipped out. You know, after you, you look and you look at so many dangerous, they say, you know, this thing is dangerous. Uh, I, would, I would rather sit here and drink Coca-Cola till you come back. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that you may be a tiny little spiritual baby. That's why you don't fear curses. When you see somebody dishonoring his father. When you see somebody dishonoring his father. You, you see that this is actually a baby. That's why he's playing with a fireball. It must be a tiny little baby. Yeah. Otherwise you never do that. One sister was describing to me, she was telling me, she said, look, my brother hit, she, he hit my father. Yes. But she was describing his end. He said he fell down from a fourth story to the, to the ground. But he didn't die. He was broken into pieces. And he lived for two years in that state before he died. She, she was just saying, it, she was just telling me something that, look, people who rise up to dishonor, Jesus said, I have not a devil, but I honor my father. So the more spiritual you are, the more you value your mother, the more you value your father, the more you value blessings. And the more infantile you are, as far as spiritual things are concerned, the more you just hope. This is what, and so what? This, that, that, and whatever. It's easy to say this, that, and so on, and whatever. (laughs) But when the wind changes direction, the wind changes direction and the balance of power changes. One time I saw some lions. I was in, uh, uh, I don't know where I was, but it was the first time I saw it, and I searched for it till I found it again because it was an amazing sight. It was a large group of elephants, and they were 
um, walking together. You know, they would be moving heads. And then there were some lions. The lions also are in groups. You know, you think of people who don't value group being in a group. The strongest and the biggest, they value being in a group. Lions, you never find them alone. Always together. And the elephant, the biggest, you find them in a group. Anyway, it was getting to evening like how it is now. And the elephants, when they saw the lions, plenty of the lions, there were like 30 to 40 of them. A pride of lions. When they saw them, they just drew their legs like this on the sand. And then the lions, they come near. The lions, you know, lion doesn't turn away for anybody, but for the elephants, when the elephant comes, they say, you know, they are like little, little cats compared to the elephant. But when it got to around 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, then darkness fell. Then the balance of power changed. You see, the wind would change direction. Yes. Now, the lions could see and the elephants couldn't see. I watched with my eyes. Even the babies, they left them. They went for a big one. 30 of them. 30 lions. They followed, you see the lion moving like this. They were behind it like this. All of them like cats. They climbed it. They climbed it. They held their legs. One, they brought it down. They ate the lion. They ate the elephant. In, in the evening. But in the daytime, it was not possible. Till the balance of power changed. That's how it is when you see people playing with fire. It looks like old. Don't mind it. You just play with fire. You insult your father. But when it, when it turns, it will, it will be different. The, the thing that you are mocking, you find that it's destroying you. So I need you to become more spiritual. Anybody who is following me and who is part of the congregation I'm teaching, I want you to Fear curses and to value being blessed. You know, sometimes people want me to officiate their weddings. I don't mind officiating a wedding. Not that I don't mind. I actually like to officiate the wedding of people that I know. My, my children. But not for pictures. That, that's not the, it's for the blessing. But if it's just to make your occasion nicer, it's, I mean, I'm not so much into that. I'm not into occasions. Have you seen me have even an anniversary in this church before? Have you heard of an, an, our anniversary? Do you know when we even started? <laughs> so, value blessings all your life. Now, listen, Malachi 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Where did we rob you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, Deuteronomy 27, verse 26 says, Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them. So the law... 
contains the curses that he's talking about because in the law he tells you to pay tithes and offerings so it is in this scripture that we see something that can bring blessings because he says you are cursed but you know what bring the tithes into the storehouse it means that the bringing the tithes and the offering is going to suck the curse which only a spiritual person will believe in if you are not spiritual you will not believe you have all the usual arguments against paying tithes and giving offerings I don't mind them they are just doing this to get money from there. This, this, that. They are all thieves. The pastors are all this, that, that. It's a standard. It's like a poem. I can even write it for you. When you hear somebody talking, ask him, should I write your poem for you? Do you write it and give it to him? I can complete it for you. Now, blessings shall come when you start paying tithes and offerings blessings now listen to this the first one blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be in the field wow now what does this mean blessed is a city the difference between a city and a field is that the city is more built up look at all this around us it's it's not built there are not many buildings so we are in the field now but the city has many buildings so in this life, you have places that are more like the city as far as you are concerned and places that are more like the field. So if we compare, let's say, London and Ghana, Ghana will be more of what? The field. Uh-huh. And then London or the UK will be more of what? The city. You see? True or not true? New York is another city compared with us here. So all over the world, you have two types of places. And he's saying that, blessed shall thou be in the city. That means that if you are in America, if you are in England, or in Sweden, you'll be blessed. But many people who are in England and America are not blessed even though they are there you can be there but you will not be blessed people think oh I'm going to Abloji <laughs> when I get to America all my problems are over huh when I get to Toronto, <laughs> you know, I've been a pastor of the same people for more than 35 years. I've had the privilege of seeing people travel, go, come. Somehow, I've seen people migrate from Ghana from the field to the city. And I've seen people migrate back from the city back to the field. I've seen both. And I realized that except you are blessed by God with a blessing, eh? it's not about being in the city or being in a field. Because you may be in the city 
but you will not see top at all. Yes. Yesterday I was reading about a, a Ghanaian who is in Tijuana. Do you know Tijuana? In Mexico. Yes. I don't know what connection he used to go from here to Mexico. But he's trying to cross into America. He's one of the people who are trying to cross over. Yes. And he's, he was describing what, what is happening to them. Yes. He's describing what is happening to them over there as they've gone there. And you see, you, 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 you may say, my brother is now, <laughs> my brother is now, he has gone to America. <laughs> hmm? My brother is now in Mexico. To, today's offering, eh, by the power of God, is going to release a blessing, a blessing for the city and a blessing for the field. Then I read another lady, sister from Cameroon. She has gone to the same, she's at the border. She said when she arrived in Mexico, she didn't know, she couldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> so as she was passing, is there anybody here who speaks Spanish? A bit of Spanish? Yeah. So, Josie. <laughs> My Spanish baby right here. She said she'll be passing on the road and they'll be shouting, no, quanto. What is quanto? How much? Yes. They'll be short. They'll be, she'll be passing. She said, always oh, when she was talking, they'll shout, quanto, quanto. Quanto, which means how much is it to sleep with you? Like how much? They, 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 they only saw her as that's the only value. So as she was passing, so she thought Quanto, then she waved, yes, hello, hello. <laughs> Quanto, then she'll be waving like she thought they were saying hello. How how is it that she was waving hello, bye bye? Oh, oh. I have good news for you. You see, you see, you see somebody and you hear, I am in America. I'm in Mexico now. Things are moving. I don't know whether they pass through Morocco, through the, this place here, through the sea, a ship, whatever. They've arrived. But as she's passing, she says, Quanto? Quanto? How much is it? Is it can we afford? We want to know how much. You know, you shall be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Don't worry if you are sent anywhere in the world. Yes. There's, you see, 
when God sends you, you'll be blessed wherever he puts you. That's, the, that's where the blessing will be. And while the blessing is following you, look at us, we are here in Mampong. Are we not blessed in Mampong? Yeah. It's just like we don't have anywhere to meet. Because even up till today, we still can't even enter the center because they, they, they are still working there. But it's like we are here. We are blessed here. Yeah. We, we, we don't bust anybody to come here. Just come to church if you want to come. Blessed shall thou be in the city. That, that was a, a very strange blessing. When you go to London, you go to areas like Golders Green. When it's Easter time, they don't write Happy Easter. They write Happy Passover. The whole area is dominated by the Jews. And everywhere the Jews are, you see that there's a blessing. I heard Benny Hinn once saying that, you know why people have Jews as partners? When they are doing business, they try to get a Jew to join them. He said, that's why their law firms work, their hospitals work, their, the, movie, the movies that they do work, the, the uh, news things that they do. They always try to add a Jew to what they are doing because when they get a Jew in his life, because you are blessed are those that bless you and curse are those that curse you. Eesh. You must fear curses and value the connection and the linkage to bless. Don't be an unspiritual person. Yes. Don't be an unspiritual person. God said in his word, you are cursed. So why? What have we done? So money. It's about money. That is why the curse has come. What should we do? Bring the tithes and the offering. It neutralizes curses all the time. All the time. And I really believe it with all my heart. And I believe that today, as you give and present your first opportunity to give an offering, you give an offering to God and your tithe and everything, the windows of heaven open over your life. I want anyone who is watching, you know, if you are in America, Brazil, Switzerland, Mexico. No, we do we have people in Mexico? I don't know. We should have nice people in Mexico. Yes. And uh, Toronto. Anywhere. England. All these places. I'm praying a special prayer eh, that you'll be blessed where you are, where you are living. You'll be blessed there. A blessing will descend on you. Yes. Whether you are in the field, Naroma Satibola Bashandalama. Yes. Whichever field you end up in. Just give glory to God. Say, as I'm here, people will come and visit me here and say that, oh, I feel you have a better life than my life. Yes. Because of the blessing that is upon you. Link yourself to blessings. You know, I was, I was shocked. I was listening to Benny Hindi last, this week and he was talking about why people add, them, add Jews to their companies. (laughs) 
Many of the multi-millionaires in America, they came from the Second World War, from Germany and Europe, the European countries which were killing Jews, and they just moved to America. The, the most billionaires in America are Jews. It's just a blessing, a blessing. They invented Mercedes-Benz. Zuckerberg Facebook is a Jew. They say, oh, they are all Jews. The managers of this Goldman Sachs, this, the word Goldman is a Jewish name. When you hear those words, Goldberg, Goldman, this, it's all Jew, Jew, Jew. Yeah. Einstein's a Jew. They're all Jews. Huh? Spielberg, the one who made Jurassic Park and those films. Yeah. Not Iceberg, Jew, Spielberg. <laughs> I feel a blessing falling. How many feel a blessing falling on you? Your life will be blessed, though. You'll be blessing the city and you'll be blessing the field. I said, You'll be blessing the city and you'll be blessing the field. You'll be blessed in the city and blessing the field in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, that enchanting and amazing blessing will be following you. Be following you. Be following you. You know, many, many years ago, I prayed. I was somewhere and I prayed for God to make me fruitful. And I feel there's a blessing of fruitfulness in my life. Yes. And I see anything that I'm involved with, it becomes a lot. And I'll tell you, anyone I've employed or had a contract with from the time that I started up till today, have never stopped working. I have carpenters and I might as well call them full-time that they are in full-time ministry. Since I started doing construction in 1991, the same carpenter, the same man, 1991, he had just come from Liberia and the same mason. They have never stopped working and anybody that we buy things from, do business with, becomes continuous, continuous, until we actually, the quarrels we have with the people that they are not able to perform, keep up. I feel it's a blessing. The blessings of your father will fall upon you and you will experience it in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord increase you more and more May every city where you find yourself, may you be find yourself to be a blessing. And may you be blessed there by the Lord mightily in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Sit down and take your offering out. Take your tithes. Um, take your offering. Take your tithes. Take everything that you want to give today. Your first Second, third offering. We take three offerings now. What a blessing. But because of the time, just take it in case we are not able to do it again. And um, take your offering out. Take your tithes. Now you can give on the uh, screen. You see Ghana, Vodafone. Let me see Ghana again. MTN. 
024-MOMO-631-8494. You should have saved it on your phone as offering number. Now, if you don't activate your mobile MOMO number, it will not be filled by the Lord. How many want your MOMO to be full? Like, your, 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 your mobile MOMO is full up. Yes. Receive a full account. In Jesus' name. Listen, how many, listen, do you see black people suffer? How many have realized that black people really suffer? Are, are you not amazed that this one is Mexico? And they are shouting what? Quanto. And you see, why do these things follow us? Why do they follow us? Let's pray and do everything we can do to bring blessings into our life. Because these things are real. You just even wonder. And you know, as Trump, Mr. Trump, Biden should come and so on, so that they open the borders to allow people. It was for the white people to come, the Mexico, but the black, so they were writing about how the black people have been left. They have forgotten about them. Cry. So as they are opening, they will come, come. It's like Chale, Quantos, and others are there still. Ooh. That will not be your story. I see blessings coming over your life. So take your offering out, your tithes. If you are watching on television, wherever you are, far away, up there, at the back, everywhere. No one should say, oh, I'm an usher, so I don't give offering. I collect. No one should say, I'm a chorister, so because I'm preparing to dance, to sing, I don't have time to get my offering. Nobody should say, oh, I'm a big man, I need my checkbook, so later, when I get the time, I'll organize it. Nobody should do that. Those things don't help. Everybody should give. In America, in England, Switzerland, Germany, Spain, everyone watching Mexico even I'm sure soon there will be a church in Mexico Australia yes let's do it God is going to bless you father I bless your children because you said on this wise you shall bless the children of Israel and so I bless them let your face shine on everyone's finances let us be described as people who are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. May we grow up spiritually to value blessings and be afraid of things that bring curses. All our lives, we ask you for this great blessing on the everyone who is part of this giving. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hallelujah. Beautiful. Are you blessed to be in church today? Oh, are you blessed to be in church today? I believe that like prophet was saying earlier, we are we are being made into something more than spiritual babes who don't understand or appreciate spiritual things. And I believe we've come again to feed and to grow. By the word of God. Amen. Amen. And um, this is our second service after the rain. And um, the Lord has blessings for us after the... This is the latter rain we are experiencing. A few droplets. And it's a sign of revival. Amen. At the back, can you hear me? Wave at me. Some of you look sleepy. Amen. And I believe these services here at the Jesus Savior of the World... Um, square have been special. How many of you will agree that it's been 
Can you feel there's a little different? And I believe there are special times, uh, times of refreshing which come from the presence of God. And I believe today is no exception. And we're about to be increased. We're about to be built up. And we're about to receive something that God has for us. Paul said, I long to see you that I may impart unto you some form of a spiritual gift. And today we here at the Jesus Savior of the World Square are blessed to see and to be in the presence of and to experience the mystery of impartation. So as we welcome our prophet up, let's sing the song that declares that nothing is impossible when we put our trust in God. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Come on, sing from the bottom of your heart. Nothing, Nothing is impossible. Is impossible when you're trusting in His word. Hark into the voice of God. Is there anything too hard for me? Then put your trust. Put your trust in God alone. And rest upon. this great blessing lift your hands ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit the spirit of revelation spirit of revelation come upon me speak to me show me give me light something that will guide me something that will lead me something that will take me to where you want me to be bring me to your will by your power by the Holy Spirit let your power be manifest here today. Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your touch. Over here in the square and everyone watching everywhere. Thank you for mercy. Mercy from heaven. Mercy from heaven. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you know, when God told David that he was going to bless him. He said, because you decided to build a church for me. You know? He said something that struck me, struck a chord in my heart. He said, I am going to raise up your son, your, your child after you. 
And he said, I will be his father and he shall be my son and I will not take my mercy away from him. I will not take my mercy away from him. You know, I think that perhaps we don't know the value of when God says, I will not take my mercy away from you. I will be kind to you and I will forgive you in advance. Oh, in advance of Solomon's mistake. He said, that's what I'm going to do for you. Lift your hand, everybody, and pray, Lord, never take your mercy away from me. Never take your mercy away from me. Never take your mercy away from me. Have mercy on me from today and even the future. The future. Never take your mercy away from me. Thank you for what a special blessing. Whatever it means, Lord, for the future, for today, for tomorrow, for the days ahead, for the years ahead. What you meant, Lord, that you will not take your mercy away. Let it come to pass for everyone who is part of this service today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, Amen. How many feel that there is something special in that? I will not take my mercy as I took it from him that was before thee. All right, you may be seated. We are blessed already, isn't it? I feel blessed already. (laughs) We can go home with that one. Now, Go deeper by the art of repetition. Yes, by the art of repetition. Our subject is going deeper and doing more. And today, for just a few minutes, I want us to, because we already have an early goal. So, we want to just for a few minutes, look at going deeper by the art of repetition. Okay, now the art of repetition is the art of doing something frequently, repeatedly, twice, doing it twice, doing it once more, doing it often, doing it over again, doing it afresh, doing it once more, doing it many times over, doing it time and again, doing it time after time, doing it year after year. Doing it every day, doing it every hour, and doing it every moment. Did you get it? That's the art of repetition. I'll say it again. Why am I saying the art of repetition? Because when you go deep, let's say I start digging this one, I'm not going to go far. I have to repeat. And I have to repeat. And as I keep repeating, I keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And I have to keep repeating the same digging. That is the same strike in the same spot. And it's going to take me deeper. Whether it is drilling oil, I have to keep 
hammering the same spot. Whether it is looking for gold, I have to be on the same spot. Whether it is looking for, what else is down there? A foundation that I want to go deep. I have to dig the same place that I've dug only 1.5 meters. I have to still dig that same spot. The same place. Repeatedly. And then I will go deeper. So going deeper is the art of repetition. Repeating. Are you with me? So the art of repetition is the art of doing something frequently, repeatedly, doing it twice, doing it once more. Once more. There are some of you who do it once more and you are through. Yes! I watched the, 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 what do you call it, some brothers in Texas who found oil in Texas. They were just about to stop. Just below then, the, the oil just, they almost died from the oil that shot out of the ground. Yeah. It just came gushing out. But they were just about to close. Oh, there's nothing. Doing it once more. Repeatedly. Karama Shodaraba. Twofold. And over again. Over again. Afresh. Doing it once more. Doing it many times over. Doing it time and again. Doing it time after time. Doing it year after year. Doing it every day. Every hour. Number one, go deeper in knowledge. Go deeper into the riches. Amen. Philippians chapter 3. Go into the riches of wisdom, of knowledge. By repetitive, repetitive reading. Yes. Finally, my brethren, to write the same thing to you, to me, it is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. Paul was saying, I can, I'm writing the same thing. It's not a problem for me. For you, it's safe because you go deeper. Because you read the same thing again. Yeah. So, that's why he said the same thing. So that you read the same thing again. And you go deeper. The reason why someone holds the book. And you are also holding the book. And his ministry is going higher. Is because you need to do it repeatedly. You need to read certain books repeatedly. You know last week I was reading my final quest. And... Um, I was so blessed because I had a revelation that gave me some direction. Do you see? I'm talking of yeah, this week that just passed. I was reading my final quest. I'm going deeper. And I know there are more things in the final quest for me. So actually I'm going back this week. I'm going to be reading more. Because I saw some angels and other things in it. And I said, there may, there may be some powerful things there for me. So you need to go deeper by reading the same things over and over again. Anyone who hasn't read a book more than nine times, you probably haven't gone deep enough in the book. It's true. If you haven't read the book about nine times, 
over. You haven't probably gotten deep enough and that's why you can't do more. Because you haven't gone deep enough in the book. Books that I've written are quite deep. There are people who are fulfilling as if they've read the book and they want to act it out. As if they are film stars. They read and they want to act out the things that are in the books. Yes. Books that they've preached. So you probably haven't gone deep enough. And that's why it doesn't benefit you. You are not deep. Loyalty is not frightening people to not criticize you. No. That's not loyalty. Loyalty is not, uh, you know, just say stage one, stage two, stage three, whatever. No. There's much more to it. It's actually the nature of God. It's the character of God to love and to be faithful, to be constant. That's what loyalty is. It's the character that Jesus had that God sent Jesus to do what Adam couldn't do, to be faithful to God. In the, on earth. Because Adam came. But he was not faithful to God. When he was on earth. When the devil spoke to him. He, he believed and he flowed with him. And by flowing with the devil. When God came in the cool of the day. He saw that the one whom he was so precious to him. That he had created and made. Was flowing with the devil. It's like he had even had this personal discussion with the devil. And they had agreed on something. And that he and the devil had agreed about certain discussions they had had and excluded God. Where do you know the devil from? But he's now your main man. And you and him have a two man. And God is out of it. So God has come and he can't locate you. You are in the midst of the trees like, oh, you've become mysterious. Watch out for mysterious people. People who always want to sit at the back. People who always want to be far away. You can't really know what they are up to. They vanish today. They appear tomorrow. They come to mark register. To show I'm around. I want you to see that I'm here. I want you to see that I came. Loyalty is more than reading it. If you've not read it about nine times. And seen every point. Practically, you don't understand loyalty. Loyalty will cost you something. There's a price to be faithful. To cost you relationships. Your relationships mean something. They don't mean nothing. They have a meaning. It's in the book, Lessons on Loyalty. I think it's chapter 3 or 4. Your, your, who you talk to has a meaning. You can't say that. The fact that Adam talked to the devil, that discussion was the end of Adam. That was the end of Adam. 
that meeting that he had with Adam and they had a discussion, that was his end. So be outside. It was not a neutral discussion. Loyalty costs something. It costs something to be in a relationship. It may mean you you can't be in a relationship with your old boyfriend or your old girlfriend. You can't get married and be thinking of him and be calling him and be WhatsApping him and video videoing him. Huh? You don't like my message? <laughs> yes, I'm repeating. If you if you don't read it several times, you will think you are loyal, but you are disloyal. I am still reading the final quest. I'm still reading my Bible. Do you know the places I've underlined in my Bible? Do you know how many times I've read the same books in the Bible that I'm reading every day? I have different sections of the Bible I read every single day that I've read already, 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 already. It will never go deep in you until you read, you keep going on the same thing. You will ne- it, I tell you, you will never be deep enough to do more. And so that's why people have the Macarios, they have books, they have the Bible, but you've not read, you see, you've not read Jeremiah enough to know certain aspects. You, you see, you, when I say Jeremiah, you can hardly find anywhere that you know anywhere. <laughs> Some people are even saying Jeremiah is a disciple, one of the disciples of Christ. You cannot do more because Jeremiah was not a disciple. (laughs) I am encouraging you to go deeper. You want church growth. You you are a pastor. You want church growth. I have a book on church growth and a book on Mega church. If you've not read it slowly, nine times, over and over, until you are even bored with the page, you know when you turn the sentence, the page, this word is coming. Because you've not gone deep into it, you can't do more. Do you think what I wrote is what I know? I know more than what I wrote. I have to summarize what I know into the book. (laughs) That's why when I preach from my books, you don't recognize it. It's the same book that I'm preaching from. (laughs) So my friends, it is important for you to go deeper, deeper, and do more. And until you go deeper, you will not be able to do more. And you see, when we talk about loyalty, you must go deep into it. When you go deep into it, 
you see that you begin to gain understanding because it is one pastor said to me you know he said he sent a message through not sent a message but he was telling one of my senior bishops he said that look your bishop man, if there's nothing in he came to do in this world is that loyalty message that he brought is enough he has finished his work yes he said that's if and you see without loyalty you see most churches are just one congregation one congregation with you know it's not easy to cross even 200 people that are sitting down even churches that claim to have a thousand when you actually can't you'll be surprised with social distancing it is it's a small spiritual distance and social distancing you see that it has you see that the church has become full Huh? loyalty and faithfulness has given us a big family a big family stretching from Alaska to Cape Town yes one family what has been achieved is, would have been something that even if we were dead and gone and the denomination had grown years after that's how it is. And that's the effect of loyalty and faithful children and people who honor their father, who believe in fatherhood and who honor their father. That's the effect of it. And that's why the enemy would like to destroy that. So you need to go deeper in the very things that you claim you've done exams in or the very, you, you may be called pastor, but you are not deep into it. That's for sure. Number two, go deeper into wisdom, the riches of wisdom, all right, by repeatedly reading, but this time not from the same place. You see, you repeat the topic, but from a different place. In Colossians chapter 4, Paul said, when this epistle is read among you, cause that it should be read also in the church of the Laodiceans. And that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. Read the one to Laodicea, from Laodicea. Read that one, apart from the one that I'm writing to you. So the, actual, the letter to Laodicea is being searched for up till today. Uh, where is the letter to Laodicea that Paul wrote to Laodicea? We should have had first and second Laodiceans. It's missing. Read the one to the Laodiceans and read yours. You see, it's important that you read other books and listen to other people preaching. Apart from what I have, I'm preaching about or I've written to you, you have to read other books. And listen to other preaching on the same thing. And you you will see why it may even make you like my preaching more. Apart from anything else, you may even see that uh, my books are easier to understand. (laughs) But you need to read wider. Because there are 200 other opinions 
about so many things. And the more, the, the more, the more broader you are, the more safe you are and deeper you are. So people are not, people are not, you are, you are, you are not, you don't, you don't listen to any message from anywhere. You know, you, you should be listening to other preaching. You, you hear and you, you see, you say, wow, yeah, it's true. I also learned this from here and I learned this from here. I'm not saying that what we are doing is not important. No, I'm saying that there is a place for going deeper by going wider. Because sometimes when you are growing, you don't only grow tall, you grow wider. And if you haven't read my book on that, I wonder what you are doing. You are not going wider. You are not, you have not even started. Because your pastor, you eat at home before you learn how to go to a restaurant. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, it's important for everyone to go deeper by going wider. And the, the wider you go, you find, wow, I understand more. And you hear more and know more so that you can do more. How many want to go deeper and to do, to do more? Number three, go deeper into correction. Yes, correction. Proverbs chapter 3. Now let me uh, read a correction that Paul gave. A repeated correction. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1. This is the third time I am coming to you. Uh, This was the third time I'm on this same topic. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. In other words, he was saying that each visit was a witness. So the third time I'm coming to you and at least the two should have been enough for you. I told you before and I foretell you as if I were present the second time and being absent now I write to them which heretofore have sinned and to all other that if I come again I will not spare. (laughs) Third time he was going deeper into correction. Now, some of you get irritated when an issue which you have been corrected about is brought up. Have you met anybody like that before? Who is that person you know about? He's sitting near you. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 28. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. This is a nation that they don't receive correction. When you correct them, they don't want it. And Paul was correcting the Corinthians for the third time. And he was saying, I'll come again. I'll foretell you when I come. That's why some of you don't know how to cook. Yes. 
don't know. Because one comment, one comment, the kind of reaction that has come from you, there will be no, nothing will be said again about anything anymore. Meanwhile, it's not working. The food is not working and you don't want us to say it. This is a nation which receiveth not correction. Most Ghana girls don't know how to fry eggs. Just eggs. I shouldn't say it again, you see. (laughs) But people don't want to be corrected. I am happy that you are in church as young children. Because how many realize that you are being corrected in church? Yes. Go and learn how to fry eggs. And let's see your egg. Whether it is a real fried egg or it is a smashed egg. Proverbs 15 verse 10. Repeated correction is good. It's not a bad thing. Why are they always bringing this thing up? Why are they always talking about this? You know, it's been a long time I've been in the church and I've met and encountered so many different people. Irritated you talk about this. Why are they bringing this topic up? This church, when something happens, they will say it. Uh, they will use it in the preaching. They will write about it. They will give examples. They don't want, uh, they don't want us to rest in the church. Ah! Have you heard it before? You see, 20 years, the matter will not die. Every day, I'll be used as an example, 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 example. Why? Why? Can I not make a mistake? What is the blood of Jesus for? Why can I not also be forgiven? <laughs> yes. As I'm going for the meeting, they'll say it again. I know. I know the case will come up again. This church, I know them. I know him. One thing that has happened, there is no forgiveness in the church. There is no mercy in the church. There is no love in the church. (laughs) Paul said this is the third time. I'm coming to you the third time. And the reason why you are being corrected over and over, because you are also not changing. And the reason why the case is being mentioned because it's a good example of a bad example. And whose example should we use apart from yours? Find the nearest sister. Just locate a sister and say, are you the one who is tired of correction? I mean, you don't want us to say anything about anything anymore. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11. My son, 
My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Neither be wary of his correction. Neither be wary of his correction. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. And that hateth, he that hateth reproof shall die. When pastors have been in the church for some time, many of them feel that they have, they, they've been around. They say things like, I know the system. I know the system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in our system. This system. Yes. But you see, I just want to say something that when you are in something for a long time, when you are new, you are very humble. When your boss comes, you start, oh, hello, good evening, sir. You dress very nice. As time goes on and you relax, oh, you bring your Bob Marley clothes and you just walk around and you just be, you know, relax in the system. <laughs> because you know the system. And you feel you know everything about everything. <laughs> So when you've been around for some time, that's when, hey, 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 when you've been around for some time, that's when you should be careful because that's when you become proud. And pride makes you not receive correction. There are people that transfer them, go here. Ah, they are so angry. I remember one pastor, this was not even in our church, he said that that word transfer should be used on me. He had been transferred to, and he was saying that, that that word transfer should be used on somebody like me. How? And he was transferred. He was still transferred. And, and, and eventually he left that church. And up till today, cannot be found any, cannot be found in any church that you can locate. He turned into nothing. We showed what he was. He vanished into thin air. But he was so infuriated and annoyed. I remember where he was standing. That that word transfer should be used on somebody like me. Why should he talk to me like that? Why should they say this? Why should you ask me to do this? Why should they ask me to do this? Pride makes people resistant to correction. And to be told, don't do this. This is wrong. That is wrong. So watch out. Don't fall into that. Remember, one day I preached to you about correction. Receive repeated correction to go into your soul. It will go deeper into you and you never forget it. Don't, don't ever say, why is the thing being said again? Why did you leave it? They should leave it. It's not being left. It will not be left in this system. (laughs) It's a good example. If only you will get it. You know, all my life, I've not had somebody who say, don't preach like this. Don't do this. If you are pastoring a church, don't do this. 
Dude, I've not had it. I've not had the privilege. That's why when I've had a few, this most more advices from these older people, I just said, what he says he should do. One day, a pastor told me, do this. I said, because he said it, I'll do it. Just because this man said it. And because few people ever tell me something to do. You even get poor. Oh, no, poor. For somebody to, to say something about you. Some of you, you smell. Nobody tells you that you are smelling. They just move with you. How many have smelled somebody that is smelling before? Raise your hand if you've smelled somebody that is smelling and you couldn't tell the person. That's it. It's only out of love. One day I saw one of my pastors. I called him. I said, come. I'm sending you to the dentist. To the where? Dentist. I said, there's something wrong with your teeth. Yes. There's something wrong with your teeth. Nobody is telling. Everybody is smiling with you. But you, the way your teeth are, you look like Dracula. And when you, when you smile, people will be afraid. I have several of my children, my spiritual children that I have sent to the dead. I myself will pay for everything. They come back looking so handsome. So handsome. But nobody tells them. No one tells you. And if you get angry with me, I am rather sending you a dentist. You are ever angry. Why should he talk about my listen? Is it also part of the church? Is it also what? Uh, are you, is it also one of the things? Just because we are in the church and the, you, our teeth too, it is also a topic. Wow. In the system. You should know that you are being corrected out of love. It must be some love for you. One day one of my pastors had an extra finger. So when he raised his hand to the glory of God, you see six of them. <laughs> and nobody told him anything. When he lifted up his hand like that to, to the glory of God, you see six fingers. So I called him, I said, brother, I need to do something for you. And I took him to a, a surgeon and remove it. I remove it. I, said, I, I pay for everything. You can't be lifting your hands up for Jesus. <laughs> tell, your, tell your neighbor, I'll never be annoyed if I'm corrected. I wish somebody would even correct me. comment about your relationship with that boy it's a blessing instead of you to get annoyed and say why are they talking about this we are just Christian brothers moving around correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way anytime you see somebody angry at being corrected means he's forsaking the way yes Number four, go deeper into fruitfulness. Amen. By repeatedly removing ungrateful people. Repeatedly. You must not be tired of removing wicked people. Mark chapter 12 verse 1. 
He began to speak to them by parables. A certain man planted a vineyard and sat, set an hedge and digged a place and let it out to husbandmen and went to a far country. And at the season, he sent to the husbandmen a servant that he might receive from the husbandman the fruit of the vineyard. And they caught him and they beat him hey, and sent him away empty. And again, you see, he was not tired of repeatedly trying to get some fruits. So, go deeper into success by repeating the same effort that you made the first time. So, he sent again another servant. And at him, they cast stones and wounded him in the head and sent him away shamefully handled. Verse 5, the third time. And again, he sent another, and they killed him they killed, and many others, beating some, killing some. You see, this is three efforts to get fruits. Still nothing is working. Having yet therefore one son, his well-beloved, he sent him also at last unto them, saying, they will reverence my son. But those husbandmen said among themselves, this is there, let us kill him. And the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. Are you there? What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandman and give the vineyard unto others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in his eyes. And they sought to lay hold on him. For they knew that he had spoken the parable against them. <laughs> People always know when parables are against them. Listen, you have tried. You want to go deeper to do more? You know, you send a missionary, go to this country, and it doesn't work. Or you start a branch, and then you have an unfaithful person there. You try again on the same spot. On the same farm. Try again. The same spot. The same farm. Try again. The same spot and the same farm. Yes. And you have to keep on weeding out ungrateful people. You don't have to ever be tired. You see, it kept on happening again and again and again. Some people feel that, oh, if things are going well, you not have an orangu. Or you not have unfaithful or ungrateful people no it is the nature of man and you have to keep trying and trying again and trying and still fight the same type of ungrateful people because unfaithfulness is mostly ungratefulness people can't remember what has been done for them people can't remember hands were laid on them people can't remember that they were spoken for People can't remember that they were honored. People can't remember that something good was done for them. And it's not just once. Again and again and then again you send again and then again you send again. 
But you see, you, as you keep on, you soon see the fruits. Because in the end, he sent some people to go and destroy all of them. Even though the first didn't work, second attempt didn't work, third attempt didn't work. And then he sent another one. So many countries, I can tell you, we tried. Zambia, for instance, we tried for years. We had a church there. I mean, it's one of our oldest missions. Keep trying, keep trying. We sent one, sent another, sent another. Today, we have so many cathedrals and churches with members from Livingston, where the Victoria Waterfalls is. All the way in Lusaka, we have two huge, we're going to have even give that holy conference in the larger conference. It's as big, almost as the Great Hall. It's a very huge church building there. And in their copper belt, so many towns, Chingola, um, Luansha, Kitwe, Indola. Four cities. Huge cathedrals with office blocks. And Livingston and Lusaka, there are two of them. One of our pastors from Zambia is here. And Lusaka and Livingston, where the Victoria waterfalls, across the whole country. But it was not like that at the beginning. You go, it's like it's not working. You go, it's not working. Even the song, I composed the song, um, Waiting in Vain, because of Zambia. Yes. Is it not true? How long? How long? It inspired the song. Tell me how long is it gonna take for you to do my will? Mm-hmm. Tell me how long is it gonna take for you to obey me? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm. I've changed my mind. I'm going to bring in someone else. life is done. Sing that part. So I'm going to change, change your position. I'm going to replace you uh and bring in someone else. So instead of having a meeting with the pastor and telling him that I'm going to change him, I made a song for him. (laughs) I'm bringing in someone else. <laughs> For a long time, I've been calling out to you. But there's always an excuse. I said, build a mega church, a mega church. But you have excuses. You have more and more excuses. So I'm gonna change your position. Hmm. I'm gonna replace you and bring in someone else. The first time we released this song was in Livingston in Zambia. We sang just a few people, and the pastor was sitting there and I said, sing it for him to hear. So the songs are messages. I, there are many missions we have sent and we will send again. We will send again and we will send again and we will keep going deeper 
and deeper and deeper and deeper by knocking the very same spot until one day you see that we are doing more. Yes. Don't be tired until you see a big thing. You know, there is a mine in South Africa in uh, the southern part of Johannesburg. It is already three point something kilometers deep. Kilometers. And they are taking it to 4.25 kilometers. It's like the deep one is going deeper. So that it, you can do more. Yeah. So let us not be tired of rooting out ungrateful people that are not doing what you are expecting them to do. Yes. All through, you know, all my bishops, different people, I said, go here, do this, do this. Most of them have not been happy when I say go, because it's not easy to go anywhere. Most of them, most of them have not been happy. Later, they will tell me, I thank God for your life. You know, you are, you are a man of God. You are this, you are this. You are. Later, when it's working, you see, uh-huh. But I don't have to be tired. Most of you would like to sit on an aeroplane where you know that if the pilot is doing something wrong, he will be changed or he will be corrected. Last time I told you of a plane, I will not tell you the airline, but it's an airline that comes to Ghana. Landed in another country. Would you be happy if they allowed that pilot to come and carry you from here to Sao Tome? Or you realize he's announcing that there's no more fuel. Number five, go deeper in God by repeated prayers. Yes. Luke chapter 18, repeating prayers on the same thing. Luke 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable that men ought always to pray. He said, there was in the city a judge. He feared not God. And there was a widow. And she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. But he would not for a while. For for though I fear not God, but he said, though I fear not God, nor regard man, because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her Lest by her continual coming. Her what? Continual coming. On which topic? The same topic. The same topic. Are you tired of praying on the same topic? No. Some of you got tired during flow season one. How many got tired at a point? Raise your hand. You see, truth is something that is going to be very important in these days. Yes. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night, though he bear long with him? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Continual coming. Continual coming before the Lord. No, one day I went to stay somewhere in the next house, 
there was an uncompleted house. And there was a man in the house who used to wake up and walk on the roof to pray. But where I was staying, I could see him. So every time I saw the man in the night praying, I myself, even though I was not God, I started to like him. Yeah, I just like the man. The way he's there, you see him going up and down like this. Alone, in the dark. But you see, in the dark, at a point you can see. So I could see him. And he was every day. I said, hey. Even just, I didn't know what his prayer topics were. But it was just touching to see that the man is there, I mean, without fail, as if he doesn't like to sleep. God sees you in your prayer place when you come again and again on the same thing, going deeper. And if you keep knocking the same place, you go deeper. Any hole that you keep knocking, it goes deeper. The dentist will even tell you, if you keep drilling the same hole, it will go, it gets bigger and deeper. How much God notices you when you come? And you keep, you get deeper into God because you've come again and again and again on the same thing, on the same topic. God is listening to you and you are getting deeper. How many have noticed that you are getting deeper with that boy because he keeps coming and again and he's come again? And again, is it not true? We will be calling ourselves. I'll be calling you. And we'll be calling ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. So, going deeper is very important. In the house of God, go deeper in knowledge. Go deeper into wisdom by reading wider and deeper. Go deeper into your corrections by not being angry, but you hearing it again and again. As your mother keeps on talking about your behavior, your manners, the way you sit, Some of you, you didn't have anybody to tell you when you were sitting at the table and you were sitting like this. You didn't have anybody to tell you. That's why today your back is a hunch. You see a lot of hunchbacks in the church, but you will not notice. Yes, your your back has become like this. Because they tell you, sit up. One table where we come to it, we cannot rest. You can check your back when you go home. Stand at the mirror and just stand at ease and look to the side. And you see, one day I got a, t- a tailor who has, he, he drew different hunchbacks. He said, which one is your back? I said, ah. 
different type of hunchbacks. So not knowing that most people have developed hunchbacks. Yes. But you wouldn't know until somebody shows you that, ah, you are developing. You are developing hunchback. Beautiful lady like you, look at it. Because you don't listen to instructions. Go deeper into fruitfulness. Amen. By by fighting things. Yes. You know, thank God for our church in Australia. Hey, there was a time some people rose up. Hey, they said so many things in Australia, in Sydney. Chale, they would have scattered the church, the main members, this, that, that, that. Our church is this. They are doing this, this, this. I look at it. In America, one time another to go, go up, this, 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 this. Look at it. When the balance of power changes, it becomes evening, then they disappear. Yes. Let me tell you something. That's why, by the grace of God, there is a family that you are enjoying. All on these mountains, there are churches. They are all here. All this place. There are so many, many churches and members. They are having church as we are having church. Thank God for the message of loyalty and correction. Jesus said, I have not a devil. I honor my father. Amen. And finally, go deeper into the will of God by repeatedly seeking God's direction. Yes. Never, you, you have never sought God enough. In 1 Chronicles 14, verse 13, and the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. And verse 14, therefore David inquired again of God. He has sought God before, but he was inquiring again. There's nothing wrong. My best people that work with me always check with me at the last point. I'm just checking with you whether we should go ahead with this. I say, yeah, go ahead. They are always the best. We are just checking finally. You said it yesterday, but we are doing it now. Should we? I say, yeah, do it. David inquired again. How many of us have ever prayed, Lord, direct me in my life? That's why David was a special person to God. He would always ask God, what do you think? It's not that yesterday we won, so today we by all means win. No. What do you want me to do again? I waited on you in January, and I'm waiting on you again now. Always inquiring of the Lord, rather than always independent of the Lord. Always never seeking his opinion and his mind. Never finding out what he wants and what he thinks. What does God want? One day I had a brother, you know, he came back after many years. But the day that he was leaving, he said, he's going, and I thought to myself, ah, you told me some years ago that God had told you that you were supposed to be in the ministry and do this. So I'm surprised you are leaving now just unceremoniously. So 
sometimes I look at people and say, you, you inquired of the Lord last time. Why don't you inquire of him again? At least acknowledge him. How come this time you don't have time to seek God? And lift up your hand and pray. Look at all these prayer gardens and all this everything by prayer village we have. You wouldn't pray and inquire of God. You have never been able to take a day and another day. Many times over the years, I've realized that it was, because I, I read those things earlier. It says one of the dangerous things in the ministry is not inquiring and seeking God. No matter what you are doing. No matter how busy. No matter the issues. To seek him. And to find out what is his opinion. Even if he doesn't seem to speak, it is good that you went. Because you can never say, you know, there are some things I went to pray. And after I did them, I had a whole lot of trouble. But because I prayed, I just said, Lord, me, I prayed. You can never say I didn't pray. (laughs) You can never say I didn't pray. I prayed. I prayed about it at least. So even though the troubles are coming, I'm calm because I rather see maybe your hand either is a test or there's some kind of a trouble. I don't know. But you can't say I didn't pray. I prayed. I prayed. I waited on you. This is why David was so great. He inquired again like the same thing. That's why Jesus was great. He was in the garden of Gethsemane. Thy will be done. Then another time will be done. Then another time will be done. Three times. Don't be deceived. The art of repetition is the art of going deeper into whatever you are doing. Yes. Do you think those who study medicine, you know, those who who do, let's say, surgery, what do you think they study? They study the same surgery we study as undergrads. They study it again, but deeper. They study exactly the same. Sometimes when you ask them what they do, you'll be surprised. The same thing, but it's, it's the same spot and they go down. So they know more and they're able to do more. I mean, for somebody to be able to remove your kidney and change it with somebody else's kidney. I mean, he must know more than a general practitioner like myself. But he went deeper into the same topic because I also did surgery, but I can't do that operation. And some of you did biology. He did integrated science. A mobile. Amen. Are you there? How many points do you have? Six and number seven, the last point. Go deeper into new dimensions by repeatedly going over new commandments. Anytime God gives you a new commandment. 1 John chapter 2 verse 8. Again, a new commandment I write unto you. Again, a new commandment I write unto you. I'm writing another new commandment. Which thing is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. God will give you new things and he'll give you another new. I never used to do crusades, but one day God said, do crusades. I never used to take two offerings, but one day I took two offerings. We never used to have church service here, but now we have church service here. Thank God. Don't be surprised if God gives you a new commandment. Not a commandment to destroy what you are building. 
Not a commandment to, to make you look like a mad person. The same thing you built is the same thing that you are breaking down. The same thing that you are part of is the same how you are exploding. That's not a new commandment. That's madness. God has new things for us. And even in this pandemic, there are always new things. And as we approach Good Friday, I want to encourage everybody to wait on God. Call on God. and Say, Lord, I'm here to wait on you and to hear if you have something to say to me about anything. You must have times where you go to pray without a topic. There's no topic that I'm here to pray against my enemies or I'm here to pray for this or I'm here to pray for this. No, I'm here. The people who I interact most with are people who have no agenda when they are seeing me. Because if you are seeing me about this topic, I want to see you about uh, the color of the chairs. As soon as you come, so it's red. Should we make it blue or white? I say, make it white. Goodbye. See you. The people I have most interaction with are those who are agenda free and have time. Come to God and say, Lord, here I am. I'm not here to pray for money or for the few. I'm just, I want to be here. You'll see how God will become your friend. Twice I've seen it when I was praying. White smoke. White smoke. I've seen it twice. One time I saw it in the middle. Like that was going up. Another time it was on my left hand side. Like that white smoke. And God told me that the prayer that you are praying. You are sitting here. Again and again and again and again. It looks like nothing is happening. It's it's a smoke that is going up. It's an incense going to heaven. So. Let's wait on God. Let's go deeper with God by asking him what he, he, he feels. Has he anything about, me, about us? We thank him that we can be around wherever he is. Learn to wear your shorts in your house and walk up and down in your house just praying from the left side to the right side on your prayer path. Not about anything in particular. But speaking in tongues in his presence. Learn to be in the house from morning to evening. Without calling people. Without checking forwarded texts and videos. Many people are infantile. Spiritually infantile. They are not deep. Yes. That's why sometimes you can see somebody has a big title. You can't believe what he's doing. Because he's an infant. He's, an inf- he's, he's spiritually very little. Can I think we used to call them tiny little babies? Tiny. God is going to make you do great things. My hand is in Vanuatu. My hand is in Solomon Islands. My hand is in Australia. My hand is in Papua New Guinea. Different cities of Papua New Guinea. From Kolegono. I'm holding a heavy weight, which is light because of him. He is the one holding it. Yes. So, open your heart and let's go deeper 
into God. How many want to go yourself deeper into God? Standing, everyone. Lift your hands. Jesus, I thank you. Lift your hands. Everybody here. Listen, no one should move. No toilet now. Stand where you are. No toilet, no movement, please, for a few seconds. Jesus, I thank you for your kindness and your love. Bless everyone who is part of this amazing service. Raise up your children. To be so deep that they will do so much for you. Everybody here, Lord, is going to personally find you personally, not in a group. We're going to find you and we're going to go deeper. Lift your hand and commit yourself to going deeper and doing more for Jesus. Father, we love you and we praise you and we give you thanks for your goodness, your kindness and your great blessing that you give to us every day. Bless us, Lord, with going deeper in every dimension and doing more. The art of repetition. We give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as every head is bowed, please, no movement. Um, um, This is the holy moment. If you are not born again, you want to give your life to God. I want to pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Lift up your right hand at this moment. I want to pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, thank you. Thank you. We are, we are tired of religion. Just religiosity, but no real relationship with you. Today, so many hands are lifted up because we are coming to you We want you to be real to us. We want to find you and have a personal uh, relationship and, and a personal closeness with you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for all those that are giving their lives to you today. If you are here today, you lift your hand. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know God. If you lifted your hand, lift it up high like this. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands. And come to me in the front here. Come from where you are standing come from the back, come from upstairs come, I want to pray with you, quickly come on come on, come from the back come from upstairs come on my friend, come to God come all the way Jesus, I want you, I want to know you I want to follow you. Jesus, save my life. Change my life. Come on, my friend. God is calling you. God wants to save you. God wants to change your life. Give him your life today.
God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. So many people are coming. Come all the way. Come on. Come run into the Lord. Jesus is calling. Say with me, Lord, this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me. Make me a new person. Write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. For all you've done for me. In Jesus name I pray. From today. I am your child. I am your servant. Lord Jesus. I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books quickly. Now brethren before you sit down. We are going to do something special. Are you interested in something special? Beautiful. Now, go deeper in financial prosperity by giving again what you gave. Philippians 4. Now you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. Are you listening? Listen carefully. In verse 16, he says, But in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire again. You gave and you are giving again. So financial deepness by giving and giving and giving. If you don't believe, don't give. The church will never go down because you don't give. It's if you believe these things. And I believe them. So today I want us to take, before we move on to the Holy Communion, a prophetic offering of giving again. And I believe in that as we are knocking at the curse, eh, as we do it again, I believe that any curse that is resistant, how many notice that curses are quite resistant and stubborn, but as we go deeper, they will bow. Take out your special giving again, going deeper, offering against anything that is a cursed wind, a cursed wind blowing in your life. Sit down, sit down. Those of you in front here, you can go this way. This way. No movement, no toilet. We are closing in a few minutes. Well, we are closing my session. 
but take out this is not the second, second this is not the offering this is a curse resistant situation will bow to my persistent giving persistent giving going deeper by the art of repetition Paul said and these are the people he was just about to say my God shall supply all your needs it was for persistent giving it's interesting there are people who have built churches and they are building a second one there are those who have been built churches and are building cathedrals it's interesting eh? the same people keep repeating amazing i have people who have done twice three times i have people who have built churches and cathedrals and i'll soon be introducing on good friday i'm going to show you two good fridays ago the last one we had i spoke about volta do you remember i took an offering about it so this good friday i'm hope to show you on the screen yes i'll show you all the volta cathedrals and offices that have been built from Rara and Ketekrachi up there all the way down to Keta. Beautiful. Keep giving. Something wonderful. I feel a curse, a resistant curse is breaking. Why should you go from Ghana to Mexico and they'll call you Quanto? How much is it? Nataro Masatula Maji Bakabasada. If you are watching in England, in America, in Switzerland, in Germany, in France, in Sweden, France, my people in Paris, Paris, I've just remembered you, Paris, South Africa, Kenya, Kenya is under total lockdown, all Kenyans, the curse is breaking by this giving again, knocking again, the art of going deeper into financial prosperity by doing it again and again and again, never get tired. Not that I never get tired, but let's keep doing it again and again. Many things I've tried before. And it's, it's, now, it's now that it's working. Many things that I've tried before, it's now that it's working. Amazing. Huh? Beautiful. It's working. Because I'm doing it again. Tamorama Shato Baraba. Lift it up. Father. Thank you for this anti-curse offering. We break the yoke of the enemy with this offering. In Jesus' name. Let everyone in England, America, Switzerland, France, China, Lord, all our countries, 91 of them, Bangladesh, India, our brothers in Pune, and all over, let them, the curse, be lifted over their heads by this repeat offering of what we gave the first time we are giving it again in Jesus name amen try to give what you gave in the first offering again yeah what you gave the first time give it again yeah whatever whatever you gave the first time give it again knock on the same thing again if you gave 20 CDs give 20 if you gave 100 give 100 again I'm believing God with you for a blessing I'm believing God with you for the end of the curse. And everything you give is going to be used for to build the same church which we don't ask much from you for. Amen. Now, the bread. 
Take your bread and the wine. Beautiful. I'm just waiting for the ashes to hurry up quickly. Mm. Beautiful. You know how much is the air conditioner for the center? Do you want to know the price? No. I know you don't want to know. I will not worry you with all these things. All I'm saying is, let's break the curse. You never walk somewhere for somebody to call you Quanto. Ah. Quanto and you are waving. Hello. No, no, no. Okay. Ole. Okay. It is, I mean, for Nina. How much, how much is it? How much are you? So you have to mention a, a price. That you are rather waving goodbye. You are blessed in the city and you are blessed in the field. Amen. I'm waiting for the ashes quickly. Now you can get your bread ready. I feel a blessing. How many are beginning to value blessings and fear curses? Amen. Anything that brings a curse, reject being a part of it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Including stealing offerings. Hmm. Have you got your bread? Lift it up. Every standing. Father, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, as we come to your table, let there be nothing that we lack again through this body. Let there be healing and transplantation of organs. Transplantation of good tissues into our tissues. Correction of our eyes. Correction of our kidneys. Correction of our blood. Correction of our heart. Correction of every aspect of us. Thank you, Father. We receive the body of Jesus Christ and a manifestation of healing from all forms of viruses, parasites, and bacteria. The body of Jesus Christ. Brothers, sisters. Brothers, sisters, we are one. And our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young. And we'll live forever. Lift it up. Sons of God, here is what we were.
We ask that this blood, this drink become the blood and cleanse us from inside and out. Take away from us our mistakes and our sins that we may be delivered from the enemy, from darkness and from the devil and from devils that seek and hunt after us. May everyone here never be a house or a hold or a cage for unclean spirits. As you take this Holy Communion, any evil spirit in you comes out of you right now. In the name of Jesus, receive the blood of the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood. trap has released your leg now. You are out and you are safe. Whatever snake has been able to enter your house and now has threatened your very life and your existence, I banish that snake from your house now in Jesus' name. Whatever dark cloud and dark shadow has overshadowed your life and your existence, I command it to disappear now in the name of Jesus. I ask the sun to begin to shine in your life. Where was dark shall be bright. There shall be light. There shall be joy. There shall be peace again. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, make your face to shine on your children. Let none of them be disappointed this week and this month. Whatever we are hoping for, let it come to pass. Let our hopes not be dashed, Lord. Let our hopes not be disappointed, Lord. Let us not be disillusioned, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, cause your little ones to become mighty ones and strong. I banish demonic presence and demonic entities that have invaded houses. In Jesus' name, I say be free from demons. Be free from devils. Be free from wicked spirits. Be free from falling angels. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let fire proceed out of my mouth. And burn out the enemies of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord bless you. And the Lord give you peace. And the Lord make his face shine upon you. And the Lord lift you up. And the Lord place your feet on a rock to stay. 
the Lord lift you out of the miry clay and bless you and your family and your household in the name of Jesus who died on the cross and rose up triumphantly after three days receive this supernatural blessing as a superimposition on your life and your situation in the name of Jesus and everybody shouted Amen give the Lord a mighty clap and a shout Wow. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.